All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Oilers Nation After Dark. My name is Connor Halley, producer Aaron Bordado, joining us as well from Calgary tonight on the show. We will be joined by Jay on Twitter at the Squire Y-E-G. Before we get to that, though, of course, we will get to the good, the bad, the oily. We'll recap everything that went down in this game. There's so much to get to in a historic night on a couple different levels. And of course, the Oilers get back on the winning side of things, which is nice. A lot more fun to do these when we're winning. And tonight, the Oilers finding a way to get it done. Although it was bleak for a moment there, they get the job done. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. Facebook as well. Mike, hello. I see you there on Facebook. Everyone on YouTube. I was in there a little earlier. Uh, we've got Gonzo, QF Pro, Joey, the backup optimist. Good to have that backup optimism in case we need it. We've got F, Darian, some stranger, Tyson. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And again, hit that like button. Before we get to the good, the bad, the oily brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Very quickly, I'll give you a little rundown of exactly what happened tonight in case you missed anything. And for the Oilers in the first period, it was not great. Uh, Noah Coates would get his ninth goal of the season to give the Flyers a 1-0 lead. And for the Oilers, power play efficiency. We've talked about that. And on this first power play of the game for the Oilers, extremely efficient. They got the power play with seven seconds left in the period. Four seconds later, Tyson Berry finding the back of the net, his 10th goal of the season. Leon Drysaddle with the helper. I actually looked at my fiance when they took the penalty and said, hey, bang, bang, put the puck in the back of the net. 
you got to tie after 20 minutes. That's exactly what they did. Tyson Berry continues his strong play this season. On to the second period. Owen Tippett would score his 16th goal of the season. A goal, and we're going to get to the highlights later on in the show here, but uh, Cody Ceci for the second time in as many games, just making a very interesting pass. We saw it last game off the boards to McDavid skates. McDavid let it go right through transition, led to a Nathan McKinnon goal. Uh, this time it's Owen Tippett, just uh Cody sees the cross ice pass into the skates of Philip Broberg, a weird decision, a weird decision. And when we talk about, you know, why you want a puck moving defenseman that can make those great outlet passes exhibit a, that's one of the reasons it was just a very questionable play led to a goal. The flyers will go up two to one there. That's all the scoring through 40 minutes. The flyers, uh, I wouldn't say taking the play to the Oilers, but the Oilers just couldn't really get anything going. Only 10 shots through the first two periods. But in the third period, it would get a lot better. Leon Dreisaitl would score his 34th goal of the season on the power play. That came from Nuge and Connor McDavid. And with that, Connor McDavid gets to 800 career points. Leon Dreisaitl, 700 career points. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins sets a new career high with 70 points. So I don't know if they're going to break that puck up into three. I don't know what the the plan is. I feel like for McDavid, he'll probably say, yeah, give me the 1,000. Don't worry about 800. We'll get to 1,000 in a couple seasons here. After that, Hunter McDavid would score his 43rd goal of the season. That would give the Oilers a 3-2 lead. Leon Dreisettle with the helper there. And then late in the game with a net pulled, Connor McDavid ices it from his own end, his 44th of the season. Darnell Nurse picks up his 23rd assist of the season on that one. Uh, I thought Nurse had a better game tonight, and the shorty would give the Oilers the 4-2 lead. That's how it would end. So now the Oilers, 70 points on the season. You factor that in with Las Vegas losing in overtime to Chicago. Shootout, sorry. They're at 73 points. L.A. lost to Minnesota 2-1. They're at 71 points and Seattle at 70. So the Oilers and Kraken currently tied in the Pacific Division for third at 70 points. Right now, let's get to the good, the bad, the oily brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokerage with over 90 years of success and still growing. Visit cornerstoneins.ca slash nation. Get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use discount code NATION for an exclusive rate. Find out why Cornerstone Insurance Brokers is ranked amongst the best in Alberta. Also, give a follow on social media on Twitter at CornerstoneINS8 and on Instagram at CornerstoneYEG. We now bring in Jay of Oilers Nation to join us in our recap of this 4-2 Oilers victory over the Flyers. Jay, good evening. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Well, Connor, and yourself? It's been a rough week, and now we've. Yeah, I mean, hey, anytime the Oilers can find a way to get the win, uh, it's it's going to be a good start to the week. And I was saying earlier on here, it feels like it's been a long time since we've done a post game with the Oilers winning. So nice to see. Uh, we'll start off tonight as we usually do with the good. And the good for the Edmonton Oilers tonight, uh, you know, as Aaron and I were going through this after two periods, it was tough to find good things. There wasn't a whole lot going on, but there was that efficient power play, uh, Tyson Berry getting there. And, you know, as we know, when the power play is rolling, this Oilers team is going to go with it. And they would add the other power play goal uh, later on. Leon Dreisettle, his 34th of the season. Good to see that power play clicking here. It was obviously a big reason for in here i also thought you know uh, we finally showed up in the third period 
found our legs and started moving like okay play and smother us and not let us we weren't doing anything to kind of counteract game uh shot out of a cannon bit in the third uh, you know effort uh penalties and Devin Shore, thank cutting open and giving us those four minutes uh, and getting that goal and getting the game kind of it's not slowing down. Jay, uh, our producer Aaron, uh, says the connection is a little shitty. Maybe drop the AirPods and just go off the mic and speakers. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the people into the whole the whole thing. They're, they're getting the background information, the chat that we have. Uh, I don't know. Is that going to come through any better? How do I hear? How do I sound right now? Sounding good. I think you're sounding good, Aaron. Are we all on the same page? Text or thoughts? People commenting. We we sounding better. He says it sounds better. So let's go with it. You're sounding better. Um, the bad let's tonight. <laughs> the bad tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. And I mean, hey, through 40 minutes, it it. There was a few things we could have chose from. Uh, we had gone with shots on goal. And I mean, we could probably spin this into a positive. But in the first two periods, five shots per period, only 10. The Oilers would get 17 in the third period. So they really ramped it up. But yeah, those first two periods, they were making life pretty easy on Carter Hart. Oh, for sure. Uh, uh, already a good goalie who can stop volume on him. Then it's just the math. It's not going to you know, playing hometown in front of a family love. So, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's definitely no good. Mine, very, very own brand for me, but Boosh had a weird, uh, you know, make just, just make some weird decisions and weak turnovers that, you know, keep in, 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 for the opposition in our thought that was an off that's on brand for me to to pick on Boosh. Yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly been an up and down year for Bouchard. And uh, I, I always just tell myself like, hey, he, he's still on the younger side of things, still gaining that, that maturity and game experience. But yeah, 100% uh, up and down game for Bouchard. And then uh, we get to the oily here. And uh, yeah, I think, Jay, we're still having some, some issues with the connection there. But I've got faith that it'll turn itself around at some point here, like the Oilers in the third period. Eventually it did correct itself. So hopefully we'll get that figured out. Maybe not though. Maybe not. Uh, We'll go to the Oily here as it looks like Jay might've froze up a little bit. Uh, The Oily tonight, we got to go with the bad giveaways. And this is something that I think you can kind of compile with going into last game as well. I talked about it earlier. The, Pass from Cody CC on the uh, second goal. Uh, Owen Tippett would bury it. And, I, you know, credit to the Flyers. It was a nice goal by them. Nice finish and everything like that. But that play doesn't happen if Cody CC, you know, maybe makes the simpler play and tries to just, just get it out. Glassing out sometimes isn't the worst thing. You don't have to whip it cross-ice grenade into the skates of Philip Broberg, who's not moving or anything. I, if he's moving and there's momentum, I, I think he got a better opportunity to make something out of it. But it was just kind of thrown into the skates. And from there, it just did not work out. So uh, we're going to try to get Jay back on here in a minute. But that was the good, the bad, the oily. Brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance, cornerstoneins.ca. Check it out. Good company to work with. Promise you that. Uh, also, Betway. 
Did you throw some money down there on McDavid and Drysaddle at three point nights? Because if you did, you might have had a nice little payout from Betway, a 19 plus. Do so responsibly. I'll jump into the chat here. About 50 of you right now. Danny uh, Tyler Mulek. Uh, to be honest, he looks like Limp Biscuit Remix. I'm not too sure. I don't know if that's me who's looking like Fred Durst or if that's uh, Jay. Uh, but uh, we'll get Jay back on in a minute here. Make sure you hit that like button. Uh, Ewan says, Liam, how many bananas? I don't know. We have Liam in the chat right now. If we do, he can uh, contribute with that one. Uh, uh, Dangerous Wade says, Jay's audio sounds like a Limp Biscuit remix. I, I don't know. I was not too uh, familiar with their remixes. Uh, I like their, their, their normal stuff. But uh, Jay, do we got you back here? Yeah, I'm here. I was trying to, like, I'm really right by my modem. Should be good. I don't know what's going on. I live in constant fear of this happening to me and then just like making a goofy face as it freezes. Uh, we've been good so far, but I knock on wood just to open it. It doesn't happen. Uh, and our producers okay chiming in. <laughs> I think, I, I think you're good. You can hear me coming through clearly. I've been, I've been here, being able to hear you fine. And the whole, sorry about this. I, I uh, didn't bring my so I'll forget off my phone i'm terrible but hey we can fight through this we can make it work uh susan on facebook says uh, the empty netter was awesome yeah great to see uh connor mcdavid taking that attempt uh bearing it and you're on the penalty kill so not much to lose in those opportunities uh jay what do you think was said to this team after 40 minutes we've already highlighted 10 shots through two periods uh down to one to a team that they should be beating a team missing arguably their best player. Uh, what do you think the message was to this team after 40? Wake up. Like what have we been, we've been, you know, dominating percent of most games and just losing to a team that's below us. Like, like, Yeah, I, something we've definitely seen too much from this team, uh, especially over the last little while here. And uh, yeah, good for them to get it together eventually. Obviously, Connor McDavid, Leon Drysdale, the guys that, you know, typically when the Oilers have success, they start to roll. Uh, McDavid, three points tonight, Drysdale as well. Uh, for a while here, Drysdale was becoming a little bit of the whipping boy uh, on the chats here, getting a lot of criticism for, you know, the way things are going for this team. But it does look like Leon Dreisaitl looks like his own self. Uh, not only offensively, we're seeing him back check a little bit more. Uh, encouraging for 29. Yeah, I think I'm going to jump in here, Jay, because I think we might just have to pull the plug on this today because we can't really decipher a word you're saying. So if the nation citizens are okay with it, maybe I'll hop on and we'll talk some oil tonight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay we appreciate it jay everybody say to you jay <laughs> all right Aaron. hey well aaron joins us live from calgary um are you saving flames nation like what's going on down there they just can't figure it out hey yeah so they sent me back down here again as you can see in my my nice king bed hotel suite that jay hooked up for me they're trying to get more shows off the ground and whatnot. And as much as I don't want to do it, I'm a team player and I'm helping out. But I'll just sabotage them in small, minuscule ways. And then hopefully they'll never figure it out. And we'll go from there. 
that's it. That's exactly what you have to do in just ways that they'll never figure out. Okay. Alina says, you two are clear. That's great. Colody uh, yeah. says, trade Bouchard. Well, I mean, I, I think that would be foolish unless you're getting a guy who's going to come in immediately, replace him and be an upgrade. Otherwise, I think, you know, be a little patient with the guy. We'll see what happens. If he is the piece in moving to acquire a guy like Carlson Aaron, then then I'm I'm all here for it. I'm in. I'm all in. Dude, me too. Like, I mean, of course. It's like we say it every day. I mean, you got to be patient with a guy like Boosh. He has some brutal games sometimes. Today, I noticed him on the power play. He was out there PP1, you know, doing his thing. But, you know, I got to say, I am happy. I don't think I'm seeing really any trade Darnell nurses today. So I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that as a win and an improvement. Shout out to the chat. Yeah, well, you've you've awoken them. It's going to come in here. Um, one of the things I was actually watching out for. So after two periods, Cody Cece had played 11 minutes, 17 seconds. And I just wanted to see if he would, you know, maybe have a little more time on the bench. That was not the case because he finished with just about 18 minutes played. So if anything, he was increased down the stretch. Obviously a guy that uh, Jay Woodcroft has confidence in. I remember back in the day, I don't even know how long ago it was. Two months. Wasn't even that long ago, really. But uh, Zach Lang said on here that uh, if there was a defenseman that might need to come out, if you wanted to go back to six blue liners, CC could be his guy. And at the time, I was a little bit unsure about that one. I kind of like, you know, the veteran presence that Cody CC brought. But uh, a couple just misguided pass attempts in these last two games that have led directly to goals. Yeah, I was going to say, which goal was that? I'll bring that in right now. Uh, that was the second goal. It was Owen Tippett. Um, uh, yes. I think little, Kevin Hayden got the pass there. Tipping. Yeah, I mean, hey, nice tip in from Tippett. But, yeah, I mean, the- right here, what, what are you doing? I mean, like... I wish we could do the old John Madden circle thing there, but it, it appears that the whole right side of the zone is empty where he, he could maybe skate it out, you know, hang on to it. It just seems like there was no need to make that pass right here. Like, I, I'm I going to say it. like from, I don't know, days of being a little kid and playing hockey or lacrosse or any sports, you are taught do not pass the puck directly in front of your net, especially there. You have so much open space. like. Like, look at that. That was just so unnecessary. No one just hang on to it. <laughs> and then it's in his feet. Boom. Quickly turned over. What do you know? I mean, this was this was an unreal tip in. I will give him his props. That was pretty nice. Skinner didn't stand a chance. But man, like stuff like that. I mean, when that happened tonight, I was I was not feeling too confident. And I was already dreading what the chat was going to look like this evening. But the boys give him credit. They turned around third period. I mean, maybe in exactly as the team loses the team but it's it's just it was funny because jason stradwick and i were talking you know today on 1260 off air like what was he doing on that uh that mckinnon goal just kind of and mcdavid too just kind of let it go through his legs it leads directly to a goal and that one where it's just like like you said we're taught that in pretty much any sport doesn't matter if it's hockey lacrosse soccer basketball you don't just whip it willy-nilly across in front of your own net or basket or goal whatever you want to call it and it's going to kill you (laughs) yeah it's just like hang on to it there there was literally no pressure and yeah we you know maybe one day we get to a point where philip broberg Broberg, philip broberg becomes so good you know he wrangles it with no problem but he was flat-footed too like like i said if he was skating onto it maybe he can make a play but it was just uh 
it's one that I don't think Cody sees he's going to want to watch and film. No, and it was in his feet. And like, I don't know, I start to like think, I'm like, it's, you know, when things just start to spitball and they start to spiral, it's like, are you in your head? That's such an, that's such a not normal play to make that I'm like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Are you over processing or are you under thinking? Like, I don't know what it is, but can you try to move that in the middle maybe? And let's, uh, let's not throw pizzas in the middle of the guy's feet in your own end. Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. It it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard, and and maybe it's a good learning lesson. But uh, yeah, obviously not what you want to see. Um, someone here on the old YouTube chat, make sure you hit the like button. We're getting up to sixty people. Is Aaron in a hotel? Yes, Aaron is in a hotel down in Calgary, handling business for Flames Nation. And um, you know, Aaron doesn't go cheap. He says, if you're sending me to Calgary, I want the penthouse, two nights. I don't know what else your demands are, but. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's pretty much it. But when I got here, man, like this place is nice and bougie and I felt out of place almost instantly when I walked in here. I was like, am I, this isn't a best Western? Like what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) You're expecting a place where you don't, you know, go to sleep because you're watching the door all night, but no, you're, it looks like a nice spot. What floor are you on? Um, It's only three floors, but I am on the top floor. All right, so there you go. That is the penthouse for sure. Oh, I'm going to turn my volume down to my phone as I open up the Oilers Nation chat. Um, question for you. Did you throw any money down on uh, Betway? I knew that I knew that we were going to get a comment. Thank you for that. Casey, trade nurse. <laughs> Here on the screen, we have a trade nurse there. Um, sorry. Yeah, I did. I did make a bet, and I actually don't think – I mean, a couple. And now that I think about it, I don't think a single one of them hit. I was trying to hit first goal scorer. And then, of course, it wasn't an oiler. And that always hurts when that happens and goes down. But that and I mean, the odds today, I think the Oilers were like minus 300. So, you know me, I'm a, I'm a plus sign hunter. So I couldn't just do that. So I didn't get too crazy tonight. What about you? Did you throw any money down on Betway? 19 plus? No. No, 19 plus. Do so responsibly. Had I? Uh, McDavid Drysaddle. Back in the day, I used to always, like last season when the odds were really good, McDavid Drysaddle plus three points. Like it, they would just nail it so often, especially the, um, the when it was the Canadian division. It was like free money. And then they figured it out and they lowered the odds, obviously, right? But oh, that was, that was the, the dream. So I love when they hit three points for those people that go for it. Uh, someone asking if... 44 goals is a career high for Connor McDavid. Yes, it ties his career high from last year. The big thing being he's done it in 22 less games, Aaron. And, you know, I, I kind of thought he might. I should have gone to Betway and said anytime goal score because David Pasternak had two goals yesterday, got it within one of McDavid, and now McDavid's extended that lead back to three. So, yeah, that, that would have been the way to go. But Connor McDavid certainly changing his – uh I don't know his playing style a little bit. I think there's still times when you'd like to see him shoot a little bit more, but he's leading the league in goal scoring. So it's hard to, hard to be too uh, upset about what he's doing. Yeah, I agree. But it seemed like, I don't know, we were talking about it on Oilers nation every day today that tonight we just felt was a coming out party for Connor. Get your game back under you. You know, this is a team you should beat. Went out there, performed. Actually, do I have that in here? That move that he didn't score on, but oh (laughs) my Lord, like where do you even get off trying to pull something? Like, how does it even come in? Okay, here it is. I got it right here. Just, oh my. I mean, oh, 
Oops, let me bring that back in. Yeah, you can let that run for a little bit. I've got that on loop for a couple times here, but just like, I don't know, the awareness, (laughs) the thought to even try something like that and to get away with it. Man, I wish he finished that off. It would have been sweet. And like the the guy behind him, I'm I'm sorry, I don't know who it is. Like, he's got to feel like an idiot. Like, if all I did was just put my (laughs) stick in there, I got it. But no, I don't. And then like, that's video game stuff. That's like you're playing NHL 23 and like your finger slips. I do so it all you, the yeah, time. You know what you're time. doing, but I would just slip, screw up, and do that somehow and be like, oh, what do I do now? Like, that's it's just unbelievable that he would even attempt that. And yeah, I mean, that kind of shows you where his head's at, right? Like, he's looking to make these these big time plays, trying to do the damn thing. 800 points in his career, I believe. I'm not even going to try to give you the statistic. Fifth fastest, I want to say, but super fast. We'll super fast. <laughs> I saw it in my peripherals and I didn't take a good look at it. I should have. Um Quincy T Rabbit. Vinny is the good luck charm. Yeah. With Vinny they winny. Uh trade Kulak Yessi for Ekholm and Tanner. I just don't think Yesipoli Arby has any upside right now to other teams. Man, did you see I think it was like the 3 on 1 or something in the game earlier right on his tape. Just yeah. hopped, hopped right over went in the boards and I was like, yeah. Like, I didn't even oh, think right. twice about it. I was like, yeah, just back check. Like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. So <laughs> he made some good plays in the game. That was definitely not one of them. I think Bouchard had a chance like that, too. Just hopped over last second. Yeah, yeah there was some some tough breaks for the Oilers in that one. They, they had their opportunities for sure. Yeah. Okay. Now, let me ask you, because we talk about this. We talk. We've been talking trades nonstop for the last couple of days on Oilers Nation every day. Once again, shameless plug. Frank Saravalli will be on tomorrow. So we'll get some of that going again. But um, I'm curious because we keep talking about this lately. What are your thoughts on on an Ekholm or a Tanner Janot kind of combo? I mean, I'd love it. I mean, Tanner Janot, I I don't know if he's not really on pace to what he was doing last year, right? But that just kind of came out of nowhere. But a big dude who's willing to fight, like can be physical, uh, Ekholm for sure. I mean, if, if you could make that work, I would be totally on board for that one. I assume most people would be right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's a pretty good little pairing if you could add them. Yeah, it really just it always depends on what we're giving up, the picks and so many things. I mean, I can only speculate for so many days in a row, but we will continue to keep speculating all the way up until the trade deadline, which is what March third, I believe. We're getting close, man. We're getting close. Yeah. I remember Tanner Janelle from the Dub. And then he just kind of disappeared for a few years. And it was like, all of a sudden, I'm just looking it up now. Yeah, 24 goals last year, 6'2", 2'10". Yeah, I mean, you'd love that. It might be, he might have been like, kind of had one of those years where everything went his way. But you'd love to bring that in. Um, just want to go off what you said, you know, Connor McDavid trying to finding his, his groove once again. And that's going to be massive. Like, the Penguins on Thursday... Uh, obviously going up against Sidney Crosby, anytime those two mean it's it's going to be a big deal. Uh, Saturday may be a little bit of a lull in Columbus, but then you've got the Boston Bruins, you've got the Leafs, two against the Jets, the Sabres, the Bruins, the Leafs. Like it, this schedule really picks up here. And I mean, I don't know, you saw Ryan O'Reilly tonight, right? Three goals, not bad for uh, his what second or third game with the Maple Leafs. Good to see, I guess, if you're a Leafs fan, not so much for us, but um Maybe kind of a, a kick in the pants, like, hey, Ken Holland, go make that move. Look what it did for the Leafs. They got a hattie out of Ryan O'Reilly. It worked out pretty well for them. I mean, when you keep seeing all these other moves being made and the more talk is going, it's just putting Ken getting his seat a little bit hotter and hotter. We need a move. You know that 
all the fan base is looking for the move because, you know, we can't stop talking about Eric Carlson or anybody else. But I don't know. It's tough. It's tough right now. And we're not, we're totally, you know, stuck against the cap. I mean, I don't pity Ken Holland in the position he is in right now. But once again, you make your bed, you lie in it. So you knew that this could have been an option or something that's going down. I really don't know where to speculate where we're going to go. Like if you had to ask me, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if we're going forward. I don't know if we're going D. I don't know if we're going big D or like a Luke Shen, who's, you know, a smaller kind of deal. It's, um, I don't know. Who's on the top of your wish list, Connor? My- you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, you know what? I, I Eric Carlson, he's he's on the, the, I don't know if it's like a dream list, but every, like at first I thought, no, there's no way. I want to say it was about 10 days ago. I just didn't think it was possible. And then the more we've heard about, you know, how much salary San Jose would be willing to retain and what the asking price might be, makes you think the Oilers can make an offer. And I'm, I just look back at these plays we've seen from Cody Cece the last couple of games and there's way more. It's not just him. I don't want to get like we're picking on him, but just what Eric Carlson could potentially bring to this lineup. I mean, I'm, I'm aiming big. I'm aiming big. I, I like that idea of uh, at home in, in general. I think that'd be really good to see uh, on the chat. Rusty, the reckless optimist agrees at home in general on this team would love to see it. Um, I do have to say Joey, the backup optimist said JP was brutal. Uh, you're not quite as optimistic as Rusty, but uh, that's why you're He's the backup. backup. And, you know, one day you'll get there. You got to pump everybody up. That's what Rusty would do. Um, yeah, I, I, I think a, a defenseman would be my go-to. And I, I don't know what Ken Holland's going to do. Like you said, there's a lot of ways he could go that I think would satisfy Oilers fans. Like if he was to get a, another center, Oilers fans would be happy. If he goes um, more of the shutdown defenseman, I think Oilers fans would be happy. And even if it's an offensive-minded defenseman, I think it would please the fan base. I think the team... And the fan base just wanted to see moves to be made that give this team that extra push. Like you were down to the final four last season. 
the fan base wants to see this team make moves to improve. And I, I feel like it's, it's not the hardest thing to do. Just go do something, go do something, add more skill to this roster. Um, maybe you're pushing other guys down further in the depth chart and that would, uh, you know, minimize their role, maybe help them improve upon it. They can do it better in a smaller dosage, but yeah, I just think they got to do something. Who's yours. Yeah. Who's, who's on top of yours. Well, I mean, it's obviously EK65, but I mean, when you make that point, like with a Cody CC struggling, I don't think Cody, he's not, he's a good defenseman. Like he's been great for us. He just maybe isn't a top two kind of guy. And if you can slide him down a spot or something like that, makes him all the more comfortable, more reasonable minutes in there. And I mean, of course, it's always EK65. I've been cutting up these clips for dropping the gloves. I'm the producer for that podcast as well. But I was just watching like, an hour of Eric Carlson highlights the other day. And I just couldn't get enough of it. Him literally going end to end. I was like, man, can you imagine him and Connor saucing that puck back and forth going up the ice? And then I watched, I mean, it's the all-star game, but they had their little two on one. And I was like, oh man, imagine what that would look like in orange and blue. Yeah. I mean, I'm at like, you know, you're, you're an opposing team. You have to defend that. Right. It's like, we, we got to watch this outlet pass. It doesn't matter if it's McDavid, Drysdale, Hyman, Nuge. Jeez, even like Ryan McLeod can get going. Like we have to be aware because Eric Carlson can make that play. And he's going to be playing 25 minutes, which is going to reduce the ice time amongst others. Uh, Quincy says, I think the Oilers have been playing crappy D on purpose to bring in Carlson. Well, he's sending a little message to the GM. Kenny, go do something for us. Uh, <laughs> back in the YouTube chat. Hello to everyone. Good a little conversation going on about uh, Joey, the backup optimist, says it should be optimist yeah, in training. <laughs> um, QF Pro says that's why he's not recklessly optimistic. Dr. Gonzo measured optimism. So uh, I like that point from QF Pro 21. Uh, that's why he's not reckless. He's measured. He's He watches what he says. Uh, Jackson says, what do you guys think? A three tar- three city front runner up for hosting the 2025 NHL All-Star Game Detroit. Seattle and Edmonton. I noticed that Brad Marchand said players would boycott if that was the case. Uh, what's wrong with Seattle? I mean, I get Edmonton and Detroit. Like, look, I, I love Edmonton, born and raised here. If it's between going down to Miami or coming to Edmonton in late January, I know where I want to go. Like, I'm, I'm not so aligned to that fact. But Seattle seems like it'd be a nice city. I think Seattle, I mean... Hey, I love Edmonton. I'd love it to come here. But like you just said, it's like, I mean, remember when Ovi used to take the one game suspension just so he wouldn't do the all-star game? I bet your ass. They'd see a couple guys doing that. If they yeah. had a choice, they had to come to Edmonton with <laughs> minus 30 out. And that, but I just think the Seattle thing, like, I don't know, it has to be them. They're the new team. They're the new team. They're the new kids on the block. They need the fan base. I think that would inject some life in there. And it's, what is Seattle maybe the least cold of those three at that time? Actually, I don't know. I don't know what the difference between Detroit and Seattle is. Less. Yeah, I mean, maybe rainy in Seattle. I mean, you are yeah. like a a dip in the mercury from all hell being raised. <laughs> if it freezes, it could be pretty bad. I don't know. I mean, let us know in the chat. What do you think? Edmonton, Detroit, Seattle. Where would you rather go at the end of January? I think the Oilers should host the draft. I think the draft would be very cool. Uh, you know, nice. We're a beautiful city in the summer. You got the river Valley. Uh, let them go hit some home runs. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think that would be okay. Home uh, runs in the river Valley. You say, there you go. The old river Hawks shout out <laughs> to them and their, uh, 
beer bats. Uh, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Brad Marchand getting some getting some hate in the chat. Yeah. That's okay. He probably thrives off it. Um, Colody says uh, Carlson and Nick Bustad players they'd like to see. Yeah, I think Carlson. I'm with you on that one. Bustad would be okay as well. Uh, Nathan he says Edmonton for sure, for sure Edmonton. I. Yeah, but I think you're right, though, Aaron. And I think we're going to get Tyler Yurumchuk to join us here yeah, in a second. Um, the big man's going to step up and jump in here for a little bit with us. Um, but yeah, uh, I feel like the All Star game needs to be a reward. It has to be a destination people want to go to. And I don't know. Maybe we're just not it. I don't know. Yeah. So I guess here, let's play the game. Let's think. What would, you know, when they went to Florida, they did all kinds of golfing and surfing. What would the what would the Edmonton be? <laughs> what would the Edmonton activities be? In the chat, everybody. What would the Edmonton All Star activities be? Very I think curious you gotta you gotta do like the West Edmonton Mall relay or something like that. <laughs> Some sort of a donaire like contest. I mean, maybe oh, yeah. they could work that in. I feel like we're pretty famous for those. So yeah, Chloe <laughs> says Costin better beat Marshy's ass. <laughs> How dare you insult our city? That would be funny if you did, though. It'd be reason hey, hey, we to. Got, we got Boston coming up right away. We are coming through, looks like a murderer's row kind of here. Upcoming yeah. schedule. We got Pittsburgh next on Thursday. Crosby, McDavid, that's always a big one. It is. It's great. And it's a 5 o'clock game, so that's that's nicer for us. That's nicer for the After Dark show. 100%. We're kind of spoiled for a little while here. Yeah, like Columbus at 10.30 a.m. I, I don't like those because the other job I do pregame and that's early, but uh, especially on a Saturday. And then you got the Bruins on Monday at 6.30 in town, a 6 o'clock Oilers-Leafs game, and then 7 o'clock and 5. So it's going to be a really tough schedule. Like, I mean, I don't want to say going 500 over the next five games here would be a dream situation, but there's some tough games there. Like they're going to have to, they're going to have to work it out and figure things go out in these next couple games here. Yeah. I, uh, oh, look who we have here. Look at that. <laughs> Mr. Your Good evening. Welcome to Oilers nation after dark. What's up boys? Well, your connection is a lot better than Jay's connection. So that's good. We're already off to a great start. I know. I saw Jay, Jay texted me and was like, oh, my internet gave out. Like, I'll make up for it. I'll do it another day. And I thought, oh, well, figured the boys could use someone to chat to here after a nice Oilers victory. Crack a little post-game brew with you guys. Why not? <laughs> you come in here. You immediately have the best uh, setup amongst all of us. But uh, welcome to the show. All right, Tyler. Um, we've been talking about Cody Cece. So let's get the negativity out of the way. <laughs> no for uh, what was that pass to Philip Roberg, Tyler? What what was he thinking there? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was just flat out brutal. Like, it can't happen. And we've heard a little bit of stuff over the last couple of weeks about how, you know, the Oilers, big guns, McDavid, Drysaddle, all those guys, they went to Ken Holland or they've told Ken Holland, we want to go get a puck mover. And then I at first I was like, well, hold up. The Oilers might need someone who can play better defense versus a puck mover. And then I watch this play and I go, maybe Connor and Leon are onto something here. Like they <laughs> might need a better puck mover. That's brutal. That can't happen. If that happened in one of my beer leagues, Connor Halley, I'd be yelling at a guy during the intermission. Like it's inexcusable. And part of it too, like if this was a one-off, if this was an isolated incident, then I would be like, Hey, mistakes happen. 
But for CeCe and for the entire blue line for tonight, that was happening way too much. These simple little 15 to 20 foot passes that should just be right on the tape and right out of the zone. They were getting thrown into feet. They were getting turned over. They weren't connecting. And it cost the Oilers a bunch of chances to end rushes for the Flyers. It's inexcusable. They need to get better puck movers. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it on, I don't even know where, what day is the day? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the game into the avalanche, Sunday. Like, Cody Cece did a very similar thing where he just kind of threw it off the boards. McDave let it go through his legs, led to a Nathan McKinnon goal. Like, it's it's not a one-off here. It's, it's some bad things. Uh, Nathan on Facebook looks like he's going to bed. Good night, Nathan. Thank you for tuning right, in to the show this evening. Um, yeah, 100%. I, I just think about that. I'm like, well, imagine if Eric Carlson's in that situation. How different does that look? It's... I, I, we talked with it last Saturday when you were on the show and it seemed very unrealistic, but I've got my hopes up. I want to see it now. Yeah. Listen, I still think that I, my advice would be don't hold your breath on this thing. Throwing out a link on my Twitter. So, so we'll get some more people in here as well. Don't Just, hold your breath. That on other it. it's got, yeah. I <laughs> don't hold your breath on it. I think it's a wildly complicated move to pull off in the middle of the season. And I think, you know, come July, when maybe the market even cools off a little bit, although I would also argue who else is calling the San Jose Sharks because we haven't heard about anybody. In the summer, though, if slash when the cap goes up three to four million bucks, maybe it gets or it will get easier to work in a guy like Eric Carlson. For now, I still think the Oilers are unfortunately stuck in a spot where they need to check down. They look need to look at the secondary market of puck movers, the secondary market of potential forwards out there. And I'm just not sure if we can sit here and go, Eric Carlson's the answer. Eric Carlson's coming in the next nine days or whatever it is. And he's going to solve all of our, all of our problems. It's probably not going to happen. There is some pressure on the guys in this lineup to be better. And, you know, Darnell nurse down the stretch last year was great. I would argue in the last month and a half of the last regular season, he looked like a nine and a half million dollar defenseman. Cody Cece was looking like one of the best bargain defensemen in the NHL down the stretch last season. Evan Bouchard looked like a guy who was primed to play 15 years of top four defense for this Oilers team. And none of them have been good this year. Never mind just being average. They've probably all for long stretches been actively poor and hurting this team's chances of winning. They need those three guys in particular to turn it around a little bit. Brett Kulak's probably in that group as well, although he's at least had some good moments on the back end. The Oilers need that group, the group they have, to turn it around. And I know it sounds lame to sit here and be like, oh, Ken Holland's hands are tied. Ken Holland might not be able to do anything. But I honestly think, and Connor, you hear chatter from all the insiders on Gregor's show and everything like that. I think if you're sitting here just hoping Ken Holland pulls a rabbit out of his hat, it might be hoping for fool's gold here. I'm not sure if it's happening, man. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the, the situation is what it is, right? And, uh, you know, I thought you did a very good job uh, going through it when you were on last time with me. That just the obstacles it would take to bring a guy like Eric Carlson in. I just I got the idea in my mind, and I would absolutely love it. Now, Aaron, can you bring up that McDavid spin cycle again? Because, Tyler, like, what the hell is this? Like, wh- where does he get the idea to spin it inside and just, like... I, I, I was joking. That's a glitch in like NHL that I would not mean to do. Aaron knows how to play the game. So he would intentionally do it, but like what, what the hell it's, it's that elite vision, right? Like, I mean, when you watch it from this angle, which we are, you can kind of see, right? Like there's a bunch of open ice there. And I think 99% of players in the NHL would be like, there's open ice there. I'm going to like throw it off the boards and bank <laughs> it around to a teammate who might be open. And Connor McDavid just goes, Oh no, if I, and again, like the, 
thinking process to like in the moment be like, if I tuck it between my legs, spin through these two D men while they're kind of half looking at the guys I have at the point because they're both expecting a pass going kind of south and I'm going to head north. It's remarkable, man. And I was sitting where, I mean, a little bit lower than where this camera would angle angle would have been at the game. And it's remarkable to watch this guy in full speed do stuff like this and in real time because you see how the play's kind of developing and then you almost see the switch flip in his head of, oh, I'm going to turn on the Jets here and boom, it goes. It's unbelievable. I, th- I thought for a second there, like maybe he's looking at Evan Bouchard and then Bouchard kind of takes himself out of the play. But like, okay, I'll just turn it inside here. Uh, it would have been amazing if we could have got a goal out of that one. Uh, 800 points now for Connor McDavid on his career. Leon Dreisaitl, 700. And then Ryan Nugent Hopkins sets a career high with 70 points. All on the same goal. Don't know what they do with that puck. They'll figure it out. But we got to give Nuge some love here. Like, what a season he's had this year to bounce back, especially with how, I don't want to say bad, but how bad he was offensively speaking last year at even strength. Yeah. I mean, this is something I talked about like really early on in the year on Oilers nation every day. And it's something I like to pump my own tires with a little bit, Connor, the shooting percentages for Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the last we'll say five, we'll go five seasons back last year, 7.1 before that 11.9, 12.8, 13.4, 15.8. Okay. That is a lot lower. And if you understand and know kind of a little bit about shooting percentage and shooting percentages and things like that, a guy who goes from constantly being double digits, being close to 15, dropping to seven, he's due for a bounce back year. And I said we were going to have a bounce back year from Ryan Nugent Hopkins this year. I didn't see this coming. I didn't see 40 goal pace, 100 point pace, Ryan Nugent Hopkins busting out this year. It's unbelievable. And if we're going to tie it into a bigger conversation about this team, I think it's a comment about Zach Hyman career year, Ryan Nugent Hopkins career year, McDavid and Drysaddle doing McDavid and Drysaddle things. If you're Ken Holland and you're watching this, this is the year. The West is wide open. Vegas just lost to Chicago. They're banged up. They're wildly imperfect. Every other team in the Pacific division has clear flaws in the central Colorado's not as good as they were last year. Dallas and Winnipeg have clear flaws. You have guys on your team having career years. You have a conference that is wide open and right there for you. After you made the final four last year, this Nugent Hopkins heater, the Zach Hyman heater, everything that's going well for this team I just point right back to Ken Holland and say, it might be tough. I just outlined a minute ago why it's going to be tough. But as our friend Bob Stoffer said in the first intermission, you go do it. Ken Holland gets paid a lot of money to solve these problems. I think he's got to do it. He's around the team. So he, yep. Bobby he knows. knows. He knows. Bob knows. Gager doesn't know. Bobby knows. Uh, Jack Michaels also 1,000th career game in the booth. Shout yeah. out to, to Jack. That's an impressive feat. That's a lot of hockey. He's seen a lot of things uh, with Bob by his side. Um, yeah, but some people saying uh, you're up a little too late, Tyler. Got to get some veggies. It is late. I, is I late. haven't had quite enough beers in me to be frying up the veggies uh, this evening, <laughs> but not bad. I'm surprised. Our guy Aaron's slugging it out down in Calgary. We got hotel Wi-Fi holding this show together. That's <laughs> remarkable. Aaron, whatever hotel you're at, we should be advertising for them because this internet is pristine. Dude, I said it's way it's way above my pay grade over here. It's it's a nice venue over here, and I am not complaining. And the irony is that Jay's the one who got it for me, but his own Wi-Fi <laughs> sucks ass. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that is a good point. It came down that's with nice. you. Uh, 
We're up over 100 people on uh, the YouTube here. Tyler, that's the uh, flex you have. Make sure you hit that like button if you're just joining us now. Connor Halley, Aaron Bordetto, and Tyler Yoramchuk recapping the big win 4-2 over the Flyers. Connor McDavid, a couple goals. It was a good night down at Rogers. Uh, Tyler, looking forward now. Uh, you got the Pittsburgh Penguins on Thursday, 5 o'clock start, so we'll be on a little bit earlier after that one. Uh, what do you think about the goaltending situation here? Are you sticking with Stuart Skinner, or do you look towards Jack Campbell again? I go right back to Stu. I think he kind of earned it. He played really good tonight. There was that big save late. He wasn't tested a lot, but and and I don't love being the guy who has to come on here and, and shit on Jack Campbell, but he was not good over that last stretch of games. The Oilers scored 13 goals in three games. I went on this rant on Oilers Nation every day. If you score 13 goals over a three-game span, you should more often than not win all three of those games. Stuart Skinner was not amazing tonight, but this save here, he makes that big stop. And, and for the people who are going to jump in the comments and say, well, Jack Campbell made a big stop against Detroit, and he made a big stop against New York, Jack Campbell also gave up two or three weak goals in each of those games. And you could say the same thing against Colorado. The difference is Stuart Skinner stops the pucks he's supposed to, and then he makes you the big save. This game doesn't end in regulation if it's not for the guy between the pipes, Stuart Skinner, who ends the game with a 923 save percentage. That is solid. He made big saves. He made the saves he's supposed to. He's earned another start. And listen, we all watch these games. We can all, although we're not goaltending experts, we can all piece together and see kind of how these two guys move. If you're not way more confident in Stuart Skinner right now than you are Jack Campbell, we're not watching the same sport. It's going to be Stu going forward. Yeah, I agree 1,000%. He's the guy. He's the guy, and it's been proven all the time. I mean, Campbell's looked great there. He had, what, that nine-game stretch. Great stats. Looked at all the time. But he just has some of that inconsistency that, frankly, I haven't seen out of Stuart Skinner, really. Maybe a little slight lulls here and there, bad game here or there. But he's been the guy. He's the guy, just like you said, Tyler. He moves yeah. better. He just looks better. And I don't know, there's something about Jack Campbell that I'm just not entirely confident all the time. I want to be confident so badly, but it's just not there yet. I mean, there's still, you know, there's still a lot of games left to be played, so it can be done. But right now in the season, Stu's my guy. I'm just trying to look quickly here, guys. Uh, I believe in their last five starts, just going to go on goal support, uh, Jack Campbell, with when he starts, the Oilers have scored 24 goals. And... For Stuart Skinner, it's five, six, seven, eleven goals. So obviously, maybe you guys want to fact check that if you're going to run with it. But obviously, Campbell getting a lot more goal support. Yep. I'm with you guys. I think Stuart Skinner should be back out there once again. Uh, it's going to be interesting though because this the schedule picks up quite a bit here in terms of uh, toughness. Yeah, and I, I tweeted about that today after the game. It's like, hey, tonight was fine. I am not going to take anything away from this victory tonight. You came from behind in the third period to beat a team that just beat the Calgary Flames. Like, the Flyers play that pesky, grinded-down John Tortorella style. That's that's hard to get through sometimes, and I get it. I give them not full marks for this game, but I give them credit for coming through and getting a win, covering the puck line as well, if you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but going forward, like, Starting next week, you go Boston, Toronto, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Buffalo, Boston, Toronto. Tonight's effort, tonight's execution, tonight's puck movement, the passing, you're going to get your ass kicked if you do this tonight against those teams I just rattled off. They need to turn it around. But a point I made on Oilers Nation Radio is we're in this kind of two-week stretch where the Oilers have been losing and picking up loser points. And at the end of the season, I, I said, we're going to look back on January 
is probably the moment that turned this season around, right? The heater in January put them back into a position to maybe make a push for top spot in the division. This lull in February, the way we view this will be entirely dependent on how they play in the next two to three weeks. If they go eight and two against some contenders, we're going to look back on this run here in February and we're going to go, hey, good teams when they're not at their best find a way to get points and we'll applaud the Oilers for grinding through this cold stretch and picking up loser point after loser point after loser point. If the Oilers in the next two to three weeks fall flat on their faces and lose to contenders, we'll look back on on this two to three week stretch where they lost a lot to bad teams. And we'll say, look at all the points they left on the board. I'm, I don't have insight here. I'm just saying it'll be fascinating to see how it plays out. You mentioned a puck line there. Uh, Do you throw any bucks down on Betway tonight, Tyler? Uh, I will read you uh, my text conversations with one Mr. Bagged Milk. And I sent him a text at, well, it would have been right before the period, the third period started. I said, we making the money back with a live bet because me and him were both on a couple of different bets that weren't looking very good early in the game. He said, F it, I'm in. You getting it at plus 120. I said, you know, Betway's offering it at plus 120. We hammered the live bet. We made out okay. Well done. Betway, 19 plus. Do so responsibly. Somebody had to win. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Aaron tonight, it, it would appear. Um, <laughs> Riley here on YouTube says, is it weird to say I'm not worried about the more difficult stretch? We always play up to our competition and our winning streaks always seem to crystallize against more difficult teams. I mean, we have seen them play well against tougher opponents, uh, even in yep. this stretch. Um, I mean, this is going to be a real tough one. Though. Like that back-to-back against Winnipeg is going to be something. Got the Leafs, the Bruins in there. Um, I don't know if there's a measuring stick game, but Boston might be it. Yeah, I mean, they're the best team in the East. And you look back to that streak in January, and there were wins against three in a row, Vegas, Seattle, Tampa. And the Oilers have this tendency to, you're right, play up to their competition a little bit. For 40 minutes against New York and Colorado, they looked really good. So it, you're right, the measuring stick thing, it's a little cliche, but it's probably true. This next two weeks is going to tell us a lot about this Oilers team. And I mean, we'll see if it's a different looking Oilers team as well, because that deadline kind of falls right in the middle of this stretch of really tough hockey games. And I rattled off the next kind of seven, eight opponents. But even coming out of that in the middle of March, you got to go Dallas and Seattle twice in three days in the middle of March, like a lot of really tough hockey. But if you're an Oilers fan, you're sitting here going, hey, we want them to be playing their best hockey when they roll into the playoffs. And to get into that kind of best hockey shape, you got to play the best teams in the conference. Uh, right now, the Oilers tied for third with Seattle in the Pacific. Uh, Vegas at 73 points, the Kings at 71, Oilers cracking at 70. The Kraken do have a game in hand, but it is against the Boston Bruins. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the Kraken, I believe, losing tonight. Uh, next game goes Thursday. Aaron, great timing against Pittsburgh, 27 20 and 9. Uh, is that still a marquee matchup for you, Ty? Crosby, McDavid? Yeah, just because, I mean, they're only ever going to meet twice a year for the rest of their careers. And Sidney Crosby's in what year 17, 18 of his career. So how many more of these do we get? Probably less than 10 between now and the end of Sidney Crosby's career. So charities, right? You're not going to get a chance to see your guy, Connor McDavid, go up against, you know, it's the current one versus the last one in terms of generational talent. So enjoy these. It'll be great. I agree. It has that top billing. It's still just like a heavyweight fight. It just has that feel of, you know, this guy against this guy and Connor's our guy 
Sid used to be my guy, but you know, you got to move on. It's just fun. And I kind of like that, but uh, Connor, I do want to kind of bring it back here. When I asked the chat for all-star ideas, I'm seeing some yeah. good ones in here. I'm seeing, uh, so we got green onion cake eating. Sure. That's something mini golf. They can go run a service rig in Grand Prairie. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty good. Tailgating in a lifted Ram truck on the QE2. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense, but all right. Yeah, all, yeah, exactly. All-star game challenge, bum fights, turn them loose on 118th. See, I don't really know if we have much Edmonton aspects to offer yeah. for the all-star game. But- we got OER on like a lake, maybe. Yeah, I I had an interesting conversation with someone about this when I was in Florida for the All-Star game. And the idea was there's no denying that the players are way more motivated to go to these things when they're in warm weather climate, somewhere they can vacation to and then go. Florida, Vegas, L.A. The idea was should the NHL take five cities, six, seven cities, throw Nashville in there as well, right? And say these are our marquee cities. These are where the players will go. These are warm weather climates fans fans will travel to. Do we just designate these however many cities as our all-star cities and then take the other ones, the diehard cities, and say, you guys can have drafts. We'll never go to a warm weather climate for a draft. Like they went to Florida for a draft the year McDavid was picked. We will go over to the Edmontons and the Winnipegs and all of that for drafts where the diehards want it. And if you were asked people in our chat, I'm sure a bunch of them would much rather prefer to draft versus an all-star game and say, we'll keep going to the warm weather climates, try to go grow the game in these non-traditional markets, give them all the all-star games. So the all-stars actually show up cold weather, diehards, you get the draft. It's an interesting idea. I would be good with it. Uh, Rusty, good idea. I like that idea. <laughs> Rusty's going to bed. So good night, Rusty. Yeah, Have Rusty. a good sleep. Stay optimistic. Uh, he'll be joining uh, Oilers Nation every day with you tomorrow, Ty. But I, I totally like that idea. I think it's great because the players have to want to go. And I'm going to relate it to the NFL as I typically do. The Pro Bowl for so many years in Hawaii was a marquee destination. And also the NFL wouldn't have Super Bowls if your stadium wasn't up to par. So, I mean, if they wouldn't have their biggest game in certain arenas I th- or stadiums, I think the NHL could say that, yeah, we're not going to have all-star games where it's freezing. Like we want to make this an event and we want the best players to be there. Cause Aaron brought it up. Like Ovechkin took yeah. the, took the suspension a couple of years ago. Right. How many players would just be like, yeah, my back hurts. Can't really prove it, but you can't prove it's wrong. So I don't, I can't play. Like, I just think that, yeah, I think that's a really good idea actually. Yeah, someone asked Bettman about it at his State of the Union, and he kind of pressed back on it a bit and was like, ah, we don't want to do that. We want to give everyone a shot. So I don't think they would do it, but I I think it'd be the way to handle it going forward. You're right, kind of like Vegas in the sense that, you know, throw it around a little bit. Or the NFL, sorry, you put in these warm weather climates, Vegas, Hawaii, all of this. Make the players want to go there anyways and say, hey, if you go out there, we'll pay for your extra five nights in whatever resort you're in. You just got to show up for the two days of work. I think it's a smart way to do it. When we're in charge, Ty, when we're in charge, day, we will uh, make, make that happen. I mean, I, I've got a feeling the NHL is watching this and they'll, they'll figure it out one day. Um, Ty, we've talked about uh, the upcoming road trip and the Oilers in a little, a little while here. We'll be in Toronto for the uh, nation vacation, of course, mm-hmm. March uh, 10th to 12th. A good time to be had, powered by AMA Travel. Do you have any update? Are, do we still have any spots remaining? 
Two spots left if you want to join myself, Bag Milk, and Jay in Toronto for the Nation vacation. It's, again, all the info, all the pricings up at nationgear.ca. Two nights at the Fairmont Royal York. Your flights to and from Toronto. Your transportation to and from the airport in Toronto. And you're going to sit in a gondola suite with the guys. Saturday night, Oilers lease, Scotiabank Arena. It's going to be unbelievable. Only two spots left, though. AMA Travel. Hooking you guys up. All right. Uh, nationgear.ca. That's the website, I do yes, believe. Sir. And we have our birthday party coming up, Connor. You should be coming out to that. We yeah. should find a way to get Oilers Nation After Dark going at the pint on March 18th. Uh, it's our 15th birthday party for Oilers Nation. It's going to be great. Tickets are $20.07. Proceeds going to uh, You Can Play for Kids as well. So a bunch of great stuff going on there. You know what? Uh, I will be at my steak that weekend uh, yes you will i knew but that too i might have to buy a ticket for for a great cause and you know maybe yeah. maybe i'll buy two tickets and we'll have to do a giveaway or something here on oilers nation after dark Actually, not a terrible idea oh connor i'll match let's do it let's do it oh <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll raffle some off to some folks in here i want to i want to meet some of these people in the chat it's always fun yeah 100 percent. it's gonna be a great time uh march 17th right 18th March 18th against the, 18th. the game against the Kraken. Oh man, that'll be a good time. Well, okay. As we do per usual here, uh, Ty, before we wrap up, let's get some predictions. Oilers, Penguins, five o'clock. How about a score prediction and uh, what you might sprinkle some money down at Betway? I give me like a vintage McDavid Crosby matchup. I feel like after that snooze fest against the flyers, we're, we're due for something a little more exciting. So I would do like Crosby McDavid each to get two points. And then the Oilers cover the puck line, win this game like five, three. Why not? Yeah. I'm going to parlay an Oilers W with the over, whatever it is. I'm feeling goals galore. It's yeah. just the meeting of the stars. Everything aligns. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. What about I'm uh, going to preach some positivity. I'm going to, if I can, uh, Evan Bouchard, anytime goal. I feel like he's getting ripped on. And we saw that before. He responded with two goals in a comeback against the Rangers. So I'm going to say anytime goal for Evan Bouchard. Uh, predictions coming in 5-2, 6-3. No one's picked against the Oilers as of yet. 7-3 uh, Oilers for Tyson, Tyson Genesis, 6-3. Uh, Sergeant Battle, a little late, but I made it. How's everyone doing? We're good, but I think we're wrapping up right away here. We're coming up in an hour, so I think we're going to hang it up. Uh, big thank you to Cornerstone Insurance, of course, for presenting the good, the bad, the oily. Betway, 19+, plus. bet responsibly. And uh, if you want to go on that nation vacation out to Toronto, nationgear.ca, powered by AMA Travel. Tyler, Aaron, thanks, guys. Thanks for doing this. Oh, man. Thank you. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you. If you're on YouTube, hit that like button, and we'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Have a great night. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.